why would you not want to have every single part of your body as a potential erogenous zone? Why would you not want to have an orgasm in your heart or your knee or your eyeballs or wherever you choose? But it also really frees us up from like the gender normatives and the masculine and feminine versus male and female. And I think that if we can get more women tapping into their energy cocks and more men tapping into their energy pussies, then there's then a few things happen. One, we can sort of transcend the latent misogyny that we're all swimming in. And and maybe, just maybe, we could transcend the latent homophobia that we're also all swimming in. Because I think I was with, I was in... Austin a few weeks ago with a group of like alpha bros and like super conscious, super awakened. Yes. Like on the path and also swimming in layers of misogyny and homophobia. And when I was, and I was speaking about some work that I've been doing with someone and we were specifically tapping into like this idea of having an energy cock as a woman, which I think is so fun and exciting. And, um, And then like their reaction to that as men was like, "Uh uh-oh, like look out, better watch out. You know, there was like a bit of like resistance as if being fucked is a bad thing. And I was like, and I, and I was just like, Hey, let's, let's take a, let's, let's think about this for a second, you know, cause our language is so indicative of what's happening in the culture and just that term getting fucked, right? Like if someone takes money from you or does a bad job, what do we say? Oh, I got fucked. And it's like, well, that's what's happening to women, to people who identify as women. And it's, that's not, there's nothing bad about that. Are you talking about race? Yes. Like, do you, mm. if that's what you mean, then use, use that word. And, mm. and so it was just a bit of like examining that of like, why are you so afraid of being penetrated? What if you opened up to the possibility that it could be really, really pleasurable? Yeah. And, and this is one of the things and that healing. I love so much about. Yes. So healing to where people get in touch with all sides of them, their, their penetrating yes. side, their receiving side, and that we sort of let go of those things needing to be attached to gender. I think it will do yes. a lot of things. One, heal some misogyny, heal some homophobia. And my dream of dreams would be that it would start to create more of a level of acceptance of trans people as well, because we yes. would start to wake up to the full spectrum inside of all of us. Yes, my love. Ah. Oh. Oh my God, the people listening have heard me move through so much around my problem with uh, masculine and feminine really just being kind of terms for male and female. And so, so beautifully put that inherently there is something uh, useful about the yin and yang energy, about receptivity and creation. But exactly as you're saying, like what if we could broaden our ability to inhabit all the aspects of energy and to relinquish them from what it means about who we think we are, how stitched those energies become rigidly to identify Identity. And in that way, yeah, releasing that and therefore releasing our attachment to who anyone else needs to be and how anyone else yes. should or shouldn't be and unstitching, as you say, that inherent misogyny, transphobia, homophobia um, through this ability to play with energy. Oh my goddess. Wow, 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 wow. I'm like, and it's just like more experiences. It's like yes. I remember a few years ago, like when when trans like the conversation around trans people started to become more mainstream. And I, I felt like a bit of resistance that I had, but it, it was I was looking at it and I was like, what is this resistance? And I feel like I was so at that moment in time, many years ago, I was so like committed to like 
moving women's rights forwards and sort of like in the Me Too movement and wanting and like gay rights forward that I was like, you guys, can we just give it a minute? Like, can we just give the people a minute before we start also trying to get people to embrace trans folks? And, and, and now I'm like looking back at that version of me and being like, well, I was, it was like I was pre-negotiating. You ever do that? You ever negotiate against yourself? Hey, Angel, we'd love to have you speak at a thing. You're like, well, my rate is this, but I'll, I'll take this if you if that's not in your budget. <laughs> so, wait, let someone else negotiate. <laughs> and I feel like I was doing that with my, like the voice that I assume my like conservative Christian relatives in the South have. And it's mm-hmm. like I was negotiating for them, trying to campaign mm-hmm. for these other rights. Mm. Anyway, we don't need to get into an entire like, political conversation, but if you've ever heard, I'm sure you've heard of Alok. Um, no. They are like all over the podcast circuit right now. Uh, non- non-binary artist, poet, speaker, mm. comedian, and to hear them speak about trans people, it is it is like a work of art. Mm. And I, I, maybe, maybe you can have them on the podcast. I don't want to speak for them, that. but just- highly, highly recommend checking them out because, but I also speak to the message that I got from it, which was, we don't need protection. We don't need defense. What we need is for you to embrace the entirety of you so that you stop hating on yourself. Because the second that you see that we are actually special, enlightened, like more evolved, you will stop attacking us when you stop attacking the piece of yourself that you're afraid of. And, And as I've been like feeling into all these different aspects of me, it's like, oh, Yes. Like the second you can love all of the sides of you, it's so much yes. easier to love all of the shades and sides of someone else. Yes, absolutely. That deep acceptance of our shadow, our light, our full spectrum nature, which is really our fear of our own power, I think. You know, this like deep seated fear of like the everythingness, the unknowable, ever changing mystery of the depth and vastness of who we all really are. And when a being is willingly and courageously as many trans folks are to just like be all of that, even if, you know, others don't understand and the courage that that takes. And then recognizing, as you say, the specialness and historically, uh, gender nonconforming people, gender creative people were revered in many cultures and traditions as special, as the sages, as the mystics, as the healers, as the wise ones who were able to transcend identity and the attachment to who we think we are and who we think we should be. So I think touching on that idea of how does that come back to us and our own internalized oppression, our own internalized resistance to ourselves um, and fear of ourselves, our power, our creativity. And I think it really taps beautifully into what you're talking about, the fluidity of playing with energy, learning to play Mm -hmm. with yin and yang, like whether you're ready for the energetic cock or the energetic pussy, like what would it feel like to just get in touch energetically as you're saying and with the yin and the yang and with your partner, which kind of made me think about, and I know I I saw that you were recently on retreat with Joe Joe Dispenza, who's a big proponent of like quantum thinking and quantum healing. And now I'm like, is this like quantum sexuality where it's transcending time and space? Like that kind of felt like what you were talking about with your lover. What do you feel? What do you think about that? <laughs> yes, 1000%. Everything in me wants to go and like get that tm and .com and URL right now. <laughs> it's oh yours. My God, quantum sexuality. 
Like that's it. That's 1000% it. 